Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Hey, y'all. It is Wit and Wisdom Wednesday. Wit and Wisdom Wednesday. So what do we talk about on these days? On these days, I tell you a funny story, something funny that I read online, and I also try to give you a little bit of wisdom mixed in with it. You know, some hints, tips, whatever type of information that I have that I can share with you just to help make life a little bit easier. But anyway, I have told this story before on my YouTube channel, and some of you have been asking me to tell it again. So this was actually occurred before I was born, but my grandma always told me this story about how this little house that she lived in, it had a fuel tank outside, you know, a propane tank. And down here in the South, we have these big, huge spiders called orb weavers. Riding spiders is what we call them. They're these huge, huge black and yellow spiders, and they make all these different lines in their web, and it looks like writing. Well, she had one of those spiders to make a web between the fuel tank and her house. And she said that she had tried everything in the world to kill it. She had sprayed it. She did all kinds of stuff to try to kill it and the thing just wouldn't die. So she calls my uncle and was telling him about it. And he was just playing. He's like, well, mama, if the thing is that big, why don't you just shoot it? So my grandma, being who she was, she went and got a gun. (laughs) She had this little derringer. She went and got a gun and went outside and shot this thing beside a fuel tank, mind you beside a fuel tank she shot this thing and she's like well I guess it was dead I saw one of his legs stuck to the side of the house (laughs) I'm like you know yeah that's her that was my grandma always taking always taking that extra step to get to wherever she needed to be or to accomplish whatever it was that she was trying to accomplish and I guess that's where I get it you know it's like you do whatever you have to do to get the job done but anyway today we're going to be talking about baking things that you can do to make baking and cooking you know things just a little bit easier right just a little bit easier so you all know that I love to make cookies and I love to make sugar cookies sugar cookies that you can decorate you know, with the royal icing is like one of my absolute favorite things. But once the dough starts warming up a little bit, it can get hard to cut. And and this can go for any type of cookie, you know, not just sugar cookies, any type of cookie where you have to use a cookie cutter. So if you will take your cookie cutter and go ahead and cut out your first cookie. And when you do that, it's going to put just a little bit of a sticky residue on the edge of the cutter. Go ahead and get some flour and put that in a bowl or on a paper plate or something. And then after you cut out that first cookie, if you will dip the cookie cutter in the flour, then cut the next one, dip it in the flour and cut the next one. It makes it so much easier. The cookie will come off of the cookie cutter. And you know how annoying that is when you're cutting one like gingerbread man or something, when you're cutting a gingerbread man, like the arm or the leg wants to stick to the cookie cutter and it it warps it a little bit. If you'll dip it in the flour, it makes that stop. And while we are on the topic of sugar cookies, if you will take your cookie dough after you cut them out, 
and you put it on your baking sheet, don't go ahead and stick it in the oven right away. If you take that baking sheet and you put it in the freezer for about 10 minutes or so, you're not looking to actually freeze the cookies completely. So they're rock hard. You're just looking to firm them up a bit. If you will put that cookie sheet in the freezer about 10 minutes, then take it out and stick it directly in the oven, it stops them from spreading nearly as much. I mean, they might spread just a tiny little bit, but you know, if you use a good recipe and use that freezer technique, they're going to hold their shape. Now, another thing that I like to make is banana bread. We all love banana. Well, maybe we don't all love banana bread. I love banana bread, but if you're making your banana bread or whatever else you need to make that needs ripened bananas, let's say that you go to the grocery store because the last few times I've gone to the grocery store here, those bananas are green. They're green and you need to ripen them up. If you will preheat your oven 300 degrees and then put the bananas on the baking sheet, leave them in the skin, leave them in the skin and put them on that baking sheet and leave them in the oven for about 40, 45 minutes or so. It softens them up and it's just the same as if that they were ripe. Now, you know, depending on how green your bananas are and how ripe you want them to be you might want to leave them in there for a little bit less time or a little bit more time but you know that, that's pretty much a roundabout time that you need to leave them in the oven other recipes a lot of them actually call for room temperature eggs and room temperature butter but you know what if if you don't have the time or if you forgot oh my gosh you know i gotta make this right quick and i forgot to lay everything out what you can do is for the eggs just get a bowl of warm water not very very hot water bowl of warm water put the eggs in there let them sit a good 15 minutes or so that brings them up to temperature and you can go ahead and use them. Now for the butter, there's a few things that I do for the butter. The fastest one is if you take your butter, however much you need, put that inside of a big Ziploc bag. I like to use the freezer bags because they're thicker and they're more durable. Just put it in a Ziploc bag and then just beat it to death with a rolling pin. <laughs> just beat it with a rolling pin. And once you get it kind of flattened out, take that rolling pin and just roll it back and forth. You're going to roll it out really, really thin while it's still inside that Ziploc bag. Keep rolling it out really thin. Just leave it there for a few minutes and then you can take it out and go ahead and use it. You can scrape it out with a rubber spatula, you know, spoon, however you want to scrape it out, but it'll be softened up. Yeah, and you don't want to put your butter in the microwave to soften it up because then you run the risk of melting part of it if you're not being very careful with it and that will mess up your recipe but that rolling pin trick that's what i use all the time now while we are on the topic of butter if you're making biscuits if you're making pie crust whatever that you're making like that butter cookies where you're going to be using a good amount of butter and it tells you to like cut the butter in if you'll put your butter in the freezer and harden it up then take it out and use a cheese grater just grate it up into little pieces like you're grating a block of cheese, only it's butter. Grate it up like that and don't touch it. Try not to touch the little shreds with your hands. And when you're grating it up, you want to hold the stick of butter at the very, very end because you don't want it to heat up, you know, from your body heat. You want to keep it as cold as possible. If you need to stick it back in the freezer for a few minutes because it's starting to get soft on you, go ahead and do that. But if you grate it up with a cheese grater, then just stir that into your other ingredients. You don't have to worry about cutting it all up with a pastry cutter. All right, moving right along. Let's talk about some eggs. Now, if you watch my YouTube videos where I bake, you'll see that I like to crack my eggs into little tiny individual bowls. I have so many tiny little bowls. They are all over the house. So I'll put each individual egg, let's say the recipe calls for three eggs. I have three little bowls and I put the eggs in the in the separate bowls because I like to analyze my eggs before I use them. Anyway, if you get like the better quality eggs 
Sometimes the shells are really, really thick and you have to whack them pretty good to get them to crack. And that can cause little, little pieces of shell to flake off. If that happens, you know how big of a pain in the tushy it is. Try to scoop those things out. If you use the half of your eggshell and just reach down in the egg and scoop it out with that, those little pieces, they just gravitate towards each other. And it is so much easier to scoop them out like that. Sticky stuff. Let's talk about sticky stuff. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of tips into this podcast as possible. So I'm just cramming them in there. All right, measuring sticky stuff is pretty self-explanatory. If you have your measuring cup and you're getting ready to measure honey or molasses or syrup or something like that, use some cooking oil. Just use some cooking oil and wipe the inside of your measuring cup. Or if you use cooking spray, just spray the inside of your measuring cup a little bit with that spray and once you put the sticky stuff in just turn it up to dump it out and it'll slide right out it'll slide right out but it'll be a lot easier than trying to put it into a dry measuring cup and then trying to scrape it out Alrighty, what else do i want to talk about whipped cream let's talk whipped cream for a second if you take your bowl this is before you make it okay before you make it you know when you make whipped cream everything needs to be so cold the heavy whipping cream needs to be very very cold but if you'll take your mixing bowl and the beaters from your hand mixer or you know whatever you're using if you take those and stick it in the freezer make sure those are really really good and cold before you start it's going to whip up faster and you're going to get better peaks i mean i like the really stiffer peaks on my whipped cream so if you do that it's going to turn out just a little bit better Alrighty, now let's talk brown sugar i love brown sugar i put it in a lot of things i just love the the deep flavor and i'm sure you've experienced this you open up your brown sugar and it's all clumpy and hard you're like oh no i gotta go to the store no you don't now if you have one of these little saucers the little saucers that catch water that you put underneath your terra Cotta planters. If you have one of those, please make sure it is so clean. Goodbye, new one, if you want to. If you'll keep one of those in your container of brown sugar, it'll prevent it from clumping up. But anyway, let's say that you didn't do that and let's say that your brown sugar is hardened up. What you can do is you just dump it out into a bowl that can be put in the microwave. Take a paper towel. I like to use two paper towels, double layer. Soak those paper towels in water and wring it out. Make sure they're nice and damp. Lay that across the sugar and then microwave it for about 15 or 20 seconds. That helps to rehydrate the sugar and helps it to loosen up. And then you stir the sugar. If it's still clumpy, put the paper towels back, microwave it for just maybe five more seconds. Little five second bursts after the initial 15 or 20. Keep doing that and it'll help to loosen it up. Let's move along to cupcakes. And my latest cooking video that I put, well, depending on when you hear this podcast, it's one of my latest videos I put up on YouTube. When you are getting ready to put your batter, your cupcake batter into your liners, I like to either use an ice cream scoop or a cookie scoop. That makes it so much easier. You don't get the little dribbles of mix, you know, your cake mix. You don't get little dribbles of that all over your pan and all over the place. You just scoop it right out and then plop it right down in that muffin tin. All right, I've got two more things for you and then we're gonna be done with this episode. But anyway, let's talk buttermilk. A friend of mine was recently just talking about making your own buttermilk and it is so easy. Depending on how much, you know, milk you need, you take one cup of milk and you put one tablespoon of either white vinegar or lemon juice in it. Then you need to just let that sit at room temperature just for a few minutes, you know, and it'll start to curdle a little bit. Then use that as replacement for buttermilk in whatever recipe. You don't need to let it set out for very long, just a little bit. It'll work. The acid in the milk mixture, it will work just fine in your recipes. And now let me tell you a really easy frosting that you can put for cookies, especially, you know, coming up on the holiday season. It's a really easy frosting to put on your cookies. So when you have your cookies still in the oven, you want to wait till you have about five or six minutes left on the timer. Take them out gently so that they don't fall and put a marshmallow on top. One of the big marshmallows, just set a marshmallow down on top of it and then stick it back in the oven. The heat is going to cause that marshmallow to melt and it's going to make a really awesome frosting for your cookies. 
So simple, so easy, and so good. Anyway, I hope that this helped someone. I hope that you listen to my past podcasts. I hope that you listen to my future podcasts. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care, and we'll see you next time.